Help me out here. How's it going? Not too bad. Here we are. Some old lady's porch. Are we starting? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's do it. Hello, welcome back to the Help Me Out Here podcast, everybody. Today I'm with my my beautiful friend, my band. Beautiful. <laughs> I'd say quite attractive at this Why, point. Why, thank you. You've, you've not always been like that. We've really shaped up in recent years. Yeah, when I was born, I was pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, you were a nasty baby. We are greeted by some baby birds. Baby birds, see if you can hear them. Hopefully that got picked up. So cute. There's a lot of baby birds over there. We're at our friend Mike's house. He lives with his mother, and we're on her cute little patio. There's, like, deer that have run up here in the yard earlier today. There was a hummingbird over here earlier. We got to watch while we were eating breakfast. Yeah, it was nice. We had a good morning. It's actually very beautiful. I don't think I mentioned yet, but I'm here with Jeremy Schaefer. That's you. That is me. He's the vocalist of Earth Groans. He's an audio engineer, creator of the Click Track Mixer. Wyo! I always forget about that one. Yeah. Master Inventor. Master Inventor. And let's see, you've been a part of other projects. Many inventions. You've you've been in Give to the Winds. Yes. Was that like your first Guilty. serious band? Um, I don't know. Yeah, probably the most serious band I was in. Um, but I was also, like I started playing music when I was very young. I uh, got a drum set at 11. Um, before that, I played piano. Uh, my parents made me play piano. Okay. Uh, and now they don't really like that I'm playing music <laughs> as a career choice. So but it's their make fault. up your mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I started playing piano very young. Then I got a drum set. Uh, then I, me and my brother started up a sick cover band. What was it called? Muted Rebels. <laughs> I don't know if you told me that. Muted? Re- why muted? Because we didn't. We started off. Uh, we didn't have a singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's muted. Yes, That's uh, I believe. Amazing. Yeah, I believe that we were like, I think I was thirteen or fourteen okay. at this time. Whoa, that's that's a long time. Yep. <laughs> then we decided to rebrand. Uh oh. Because we got a bass player. Yeah, and baby. then I started singing. Because every time we'd play a show, we're like, well, it's cool, but like, where's your singer? Yeah. It's like, well, we, we couldn't find a singer. You know, in okay. Scotland, South Dakota, it's pretty hard to find. And Scotland's like an eight hundred person town, right? Eight hundred and. 87. Don't okay. Give us a little more credit. Okay, we're pushing nine. Yep. But uh, since census, I mean, most of the town is old people, so at least 50 <laughs> of those people have died. Since well, census. That's such an old person thing to say. <laughs> hey, let me Ever lean into the, the culture a little bit there. <laughs> but anyways, so we'll just call it 800. <laughs> we'll round those 87 down. Trim off the fat. Yeah. That's crazy. So you rebranded. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Then we were called Soul Fight. <laughs> was that we were like was fighting that like for our soul? You're like battling demons and stuff for God. Yeah, that was basically the 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 Ephesians whatever that verse is. I don't remember numbers. The yeah. we don't fight the war against flesh and blood, but against the powers of the darkness. You know that that scripture reference. Okay, but that was our thing. We had a <laughs> we had a shirt that had blood splatter on it. <laughs> 
What was the lyric? You guys were it? hard. Dude, we were so hard, man. Uh, <laughs> that was you and your brother, Joe. That was me and my brother, Joe, and our, my, our cousin, Phil, and our cousin, John. <laughs> <laughs> South Dakota family. Keep band. it in the fam. Dude, you guys had a very talented family. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're awful. We all, we're terrible. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, but anyway, so that was our, my first serious band. Because uh, we, we even toured, man. We, did I you was, really? Yeah, we really did. And somehow we made money. Like, this was back when the scene was really good. So, like, back in that day, was it... It would have been like show? 2005, 2006. So like any show planned, people are there. People were just there. We'd play, yeah, wow. we'd just play like in some venue, like in the town of, like we played shows in Scotland, which is the weirdest what? thing. There was a, a bowling alley bar there and uh, one of our friends, you know Trevor Ferguson. Yeah. Wolfgang Empire. Shout out. It's a clothing brand. They give us free shirts. But um, So we don't stink. Yeah. So his parents owned that bar and he played in a in a really good band uh from Sioux Falls but they would they would come down and we would play at this bar and like <laughs> half the high school would be there because it was just cool. That's so cool. Yeah like people like it was cool to go out to shows then. I'm sad but, I never got to experience that life yeah. of the scene. Yeah I got to experience it when I was young and didn't appreciate it and I wasn't in a good band so it was kind of at the wrong time. Well it's really but, cool that like you even going through that portion of the scene, being in a small, probably crappy band, having great shows nonetheless, it's cool that you still have the passion to keep playing shows. Yeah. And yes, you still absolutely. love it. Like, you're the most optimistic about it in all of our band. <laughs> and you're the oldest, and you've been doing it the longest. Yeah. Which is really I interesting. Think maybe I'm just getting senile. <laughs> you're just losing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, the shows are good. <laughs> shows are fine. <laughs> just three people. Yeah. This is fine. This is, Everything is fine. But is it like... Is playing heavy music, like, that's it for you? Is that it? Is that, like, you have to do it? Yeah, I. that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm getting older. I'm going to be 31 in a month. And, you that's know, you wild. just you start counting down your days. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're but, so young at heart. Yeah, I, I really mean, 31 am. isn't old at no, all, though. I've, I've said this before, but as long as Corey from Norma Jean can still freaking rock the stage at, like, 40-whatever he is, and, like, every, all the Every Time I Die guys, like, they're still rocking harder than anybody. Still legends. Yeah, like, that gives me hope that I can still be doing this, you know, for another at least 10 years. But we'll see. I mean, I'm... I, I could definitely, I can definitely be content playing heavy music forever. Um, I could also see myself playing in a different style of band too. Obviously not doing vocals. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I could, it, you know, play drums or if I can learn how to or get back on the drums and refresh my, my pull the chops back out. Okay. Um, but I could definitely see myself playing in some type of rock band, some type of, not country, but just about anything else. Anything else? Um, I could play bass if it was easy enough. Or you could probably play it. guitar. You just practice for a while. I don't know if I would ever play guitar because I don't know if I'm ever really... I'm not like... I don't have chops and I don't have grace. Or like... I'm not fluid. Like my movements are I know what you're saying. very stiff. Yeah. But That's, I can keep rhythm very, very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can keep rhythm very, very well starting as a drummer and such. Sick I always, brag. I always forget. Sick brag, dude. I always forget that you started as a drummer. Right. Yeah. I played drums for seven years. I played 
uh, played in a lot of like worship bands and churches and stuff. And then I was the drummer of my first band. I don't know if I told you this or mentioned this, but in Soul Fight, I was the drummer and the vocalist. Oh yeah, I had, had the <laughs> sick Britney Spears microphone. <laughs> the pop get up. Yeah, man. So on stage, were you in the front as the drummer? No, I was still in the back. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's funny. But I would take my shirt off for some reason. Well, because you were ripped. No. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but because I thought that was cool. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I bet it was. A lot of, a lot of I wish we could go back in time and just watch one show. Oh, it would be really bad. I would jump around. I would jump up in between parts and like, <laughs> be like yeah. <laughs> like standing up on, the, on the kit, like trying to get people hyped. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love that. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. And here we are today. Here we are. We're on tour together. We've been doing this Earthgrounds thing for what? F- almost five years now? Or is it over it's four, five? It's just over four years. May was four years. Okay. So It's always May. Yeah. So May 29th was our very first show as Earthgrounds. In Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. And during that show, our very first show, I was chewing gum. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> very first Earthgrounds show. And I started to like kind of choke on it a little bit. So I went to spit it out. <laughs> and as soon as I spit it out, I had long hair at the time. It got stuck in my hair and like swung up. It was like, Boop, and then came right back down and went right into my throat. It was like, right back in. Yeah, so it hung in my hair during that song. Legendary. Yeah, pretty good time. That's crazy. So yeah, I'm just interested to see what will happen. Dude, so much has happened in the last four years. I mean, yeah. just look at our, each one of our individual lives, and then also, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, the band itself. Like, so it's incredible how yeah. much has just changed. When we started the band, I'm trying to, I was living. Was I? In, oh, I was in college. You were in college. I was in Springfield, okay. Missouri. Should we tell them how we started this band? Oh like, yes. Um, so when. <laughs> When I first started writing Earthgrown stuff, I was I just I was gonna just do it as a solo project, just to kind of like feed my itch because I hadn't been touring for a couple of years. I'd been doing uh, my studio stuff full time for three years after my last band, Give to the Winds, broke up, because uh, I was like, that was it, that was my last chance. Yeah, I guess I gotta go to the grind. So I was doing studio stuff full time, and then I was getting the itch to play again, and so I was like, well. I'm going to just start writing a project that I've always wanted to write, at least just for fun. And then I got kind of a wild hair to maybe actually start doing it full time. Well, I got divorced and we won't get super into that, but okay. um, I mean, we can if you want. But I was I was going to ask you, I should ask you before. <laughs> sure. Well, we can come back to it. Yeah. But I needed a life change after the divorce and stuff. So I was either going to move or I was going to start touring again, take the, the solo project. Um Full time. These birds, <laughs> these birds are going to- Wow, having a Must party be over there. Feeding time. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's ready. I, I like run over there, come back, and like I got a mouthful of straw. <laughs> Anyways, um, but so I needed a change of life, and, and and so I decided I was gonna start doing this this band thing, trying to take it as a full time thing, and. I posted something very, very vague about it on like social media, like it something was on like, Facebook. Yeah, and you messaged me within a few minutes, and you knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like it was one of those. There is some backstory that we'll get to in a little bit. Sure, but yeah, you posted something like looking, thinking th- about thinking about starting a side project. Yeah, or it taking was like this something project so, serious, something like that. So simple, and I saw it and instantly went to your page, hit message. I was like, hey, let me join your band. That's yeah, all I that's said. What, that's what he said. And I said right back, I said, well, I would, but you're you're in college and I want to tour full time. 
And then you're like, well, I'm going to quit college so I can tour. Yeah. And then I did. <laughs> it yeah. started as a joke. And then I, so I think after that little first conversation, mm-hmm. we ended up talking on the phone and, and I was just like, touring is all I want to do. Cause at that time I was in my old band type a alert. Yeah. Worst band name ever. <laughs> Let's just let everyone know that. But, um, Muted Rebels, come on. Muted, that's pretty <laughs> bad, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was in Taipei Alert, and on I was at the point where I was booking all of my band's shows, and I would I would drive, like, eight hours on the weekends to go back to Nebraska, play one show, and then eight hours back, like, asking my parents for gas money. Like, I just wanted to play music so bad. Right. And, um, and then I saw you post that. I was like... I knew you were legit because we had recorded with you mm-hmm. prior to that. And I was like, okay, this guy, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's a musician. I knew that you had been in a touring band before. I was like, mm-hmm. I, even if this is kind of a joke, I just want to see where it goes. Sure. And then we just talked about it. And I was like, well, let me think about it and pray about it. Quitting college. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did. Yeah. We started touring, though, while I was in college. Yeah. Because you were trying to, like, you taught, I don't remember how exactly went down, but you were just trying to like wrap it up because you weren't far from being done. And you're like, I'm still going to try and tour as much as I can um, without getting kicked out. And you almost did get kicked out. I had to beg one of my professors yeah. to not kick me out because of how many days I missed. Wait, I, all my grades were fine. Yeah. But yeah, we were like, you would come <laughs> home, we'd go out for 14 days, and then you'd go right back to school. <laughs> yeah. Like we were doing that, like we'd be out for like three weeks home for like a month, out for three weeks, home. Yeah, it was... Dude, sometimes it doesn't feel like I actually went through that stuff. Like the grind part. Yeah. Like we're still grinding, but not at that phase where it's like, I was leaving school. We we didn't know anybody. We had no connections. So we would like not shower for a week. Oh, yeah. I would come back to college like a complete slob, disgusting, and like park my car and go to class after being on tour for two weeks. I would be so nasty. Like I probably smelled so bad just sitting in these high-end yep. business classes. <laughs> so dumb. But it was worth it. Oh, totally worth it. And I ended up not finishing school, which was worth it. Well, it's like <laughs> yeah. Even if I finished school, I would still be doing what I'm doing now. Right. Right. And I don't have a regular job, which is what the path I chose anyway. So yeah. I don't care. I know people make fun of it and it, it is silly, but I yeah. don't care at this point. I mean, gonna I'm, hate. I'm pretty rich at this point anyway. Dude, that's so. for sure. When you're <laughs> sitting on your yacht, they'll be like, you know what? I should have quit yeah. college too. Yeah, they're, they're going to regret it, dude. They're going to regret <laughs> it. No, but yeah, it's crazy how we went through that grind phase mm-hmm. of just like the very beginning. I feel like there's just no excuse. Like if you want to do something, you, you have to kind of make you it You have happen. to want it. You have to make a sacrifice some somewhere in your life, you know? I like I've been entrepreneurial <laughs> since I was like in high school and I've always just like anything I'm an extreme dude so anything that I like want I'm like I'm going to do whatever it possibly takes to make that happen like I would leave for tour with negative like with like I'd get the text a day in a tour <laughs> insufficient funds <laughs> in your bank account Oh, Whatever, you know, times. this amount. And I was like, oh, frick, <laughs> I have to live for two weeks with negative amount of money in my bank account. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We would eat out of trash cans. Literally. We would call restaurants. 
every and asked day. for free food every single day. We yeah. would get it almost every day. We were very, 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 very blessed because people would open up their doors to us and they'd feed us. And like we'd have friends bring food in like care baskets or care packages to shows and stuff like that. Like if you want to restore your your hope for humanity, go on tour and let other people bless you. Like when because like I think for other people, like they're happy to do that. Like they're happy to help. Like when they see somebody like chasing their goal like that, they want to help see you succeed, you know, mm-hmm. and they're inspired by that. And that inspires us that people are, you know, Caring. opening up their doors. Yeah. So I kinda, I, that was a beautiful phase. It is. You know, yeah. and it, if you keep going and going, you grow and we've grown past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still like in a grind phase. It's just kind of different now. Yeah. Like it's a different phase. We're still grinding, but it's like we're in a new kind of grind phase. We're definitely a farther along, so things are aren't. We're not as, booking our own tours. Yep. We're not. We have a lot of help. A good team behind us helping us out. We're not begging for money because we get like a little bit every day for money. Yeah. It's like ten dollars. Yeah, a little bit. For or food. for food. Sorry, yeah, not money. Buy out um, and stuff. Yeah. Catering. Yeah. So it's like. We're just like a little bit. We're just slowly growing. Slowly, yeah. It's been it's been incredible. We're very blessed for sure. It's crazy. It's fun to talk about this and like reminisce. Like, Ref- and that's only reflect. a couple of years ago. Yeah. It. Oh, we were grungy, dude. Dude, yeah, real grungy. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy though because your body, you can like not shower for weeks and not stink. It's hard being perfect, dude. Lonely at the top. <laughs> But I, like, can go two days, no shower, and smell so horrendous. Yeah. Just booty juice. Yeah. Flustering out of me. You are a, a <laughs> mongrel. I'm a creature. In he's fact, probably, I think he's taken the role as probably one of the smelliest dudes in the band. <laughs> yeah. But I shower and clean myself as yeah, much as I Yeah, you do make an attempt. I used so to not care. It'd be different if you didn't care. Or, like, if you were, like... Nah, it's okay. Or like they can suffer. Yeah. Now but. I really like the feeling of fresh socks and underwear. Yeah. I love showering when I can, cleaning my hairs and my skins. Yep. Feels good. That's okay. crazy, man. So we're on a we're on an off day right now. Yes. We're outside of Columbus, Ohio, kinda, right? Mm-hmm. Like an hour. Where are hour we? Hour out. Yeah. Kind of in the middle yeah, just out of in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> kind of a little bit. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. We have a friend Mike that's letting us chill at his place. We're going to play with some fireworks later. Oh, yeah. So it's the 4th of July in a few days. We So Earth groans. We have this tradition. Every 4th of July, if you I don't know. If you've followed my YouTube channel, you probably know what this is. But every 4th of July, Jeremy is a pyromaniac. I am obsessed with py- like pyrotechnics. Dude, we went to a fireworks shop today, and you were like, it's literally the definition of kid in a candy store. Dude, I was like, it's my Christmas. <laughs> you get this giddy laugh. He's like... <laughs> 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 and, yeah, so I never buy fireworks because I know you guys are going all the way out. Yeah. I just make the videos. But we have this tradition where every year on 4th of July, at the end of the night, we're usually just chilling off day, hanging out. At the end of the night, we, we strap a, a bottle rocket into Brady, our drummer's butt crack. And we fire it off into the sky. Yeah, that's like the finale of the night. We'll usually spend the night shooting off fireworks yeah. and, and blowing stuff up, whatever. And end up Just with being the, idiots. End with the Brady Blast. Yeah, that's the finale for the night. I think, I, what did we decide we're going to do this year? I we doing the Roman candle out of we the gotta, We got to go big. Got to go big. I think, so last, the last two years we've had trouble with launch. We've had, we've had fine, like Caden does a good job planting it. But Brady tends to clench up because the, yep. the sparks will come down. 
because he's exposed on his cheeks and the sparks will hit his cheeks and he'll clench up. So it'll <laughs> grab on and it doesn't get too far. And it'll blow up close by. Um, yeah. So this year, I think we're we're going to tape a Roman candle to his butt. Yeah, we'll have him clench and then we'll tape it in for yeah. to, to fasten, just secure. So that way we can kind of enjoy more of a longer show. Yeah, it's a longer show. Yeah, we can... We, we can <laughs> crack open a cold one and sit back and yeah, we don't want to take it all in. We want to have a good grand finale, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. That'll be fun, but that's our yearly tradition. Yep. And I I film it every year and make a fun Fourth of July video. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. It's so I look forward to it every year. Good times. And it just happens that we're on tour usually every July. Yeah, the last like three years. This is third year in yep, a row. Third year in a row. Uh, we also like to keep. Uh, we always keep fireworks on hand inside of our van also all the, time. all the time you never know when you're going down the highway and uh, one of your, your the bands you're on tour with rolls up next to you oh, man. you better believe that we're gonna be blowing you up dude tell them about how we made phineas mad it was more so just bryce their bass player yeah okay so <laughs> last year yeah it was right before fourth of july so we were fully fully stocked and uh we were we were traveling together out to Seattle or somewhere out west. But anyways, we had a long drive. So we're out in the interstate in the middle of, I don't remember where we were. I think there were actually signs for, like, do not, like, <laughs> fire hazard because it was so dry and stuff. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, um, so th- we came rolling up. We see Phineas up ahead. We come rolling up, firework in hand. Uh, Brady's got bottle rockets in his hand, and I got two Roman candles. <laughs> and you taped a bandana, or you had a bandana around you. Took your- my shirt off and wrapped it around my head we're like blasting a blasting rock music. Yeah. It's always ACDC. Always a shoot the curl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we come rolling up, and I hang out the window. Somebody's holding onto my belt loop okay. because I'm like hanging out. Yeah. And I have two Roman candles, and we just start shooting <laughs> backwards. No, first we, we come oh, rolling yeah. up, so we start shooting at them, because <laughs> uh, Daniel was driving, and he said that one hit his his rear rear mirror. <laughs> Anyways. We go past. Yeah, so, and then we're shooting back at them, because I, I had two bo- uh, two Roman candles. Um, and it take a while. Yeah, it was glorious, but, so, I mean, these things are, like, hitting their van, like, yeah. bouncing off the highway, hitting their van stuff. Anyway, so we uh, <laughs> got done with the fireworks, and like immediately after, you were driving, and Br- <laughs> Bryce calls you. Oh yeah, and, uh, and we were all like hyped. Yeah, like we, we were, were in that so mode hyped. where it's like nothing can touch adrenaline, us. Adrenaline, yeah, so pumped. And Bryce calls, and he's pissed. He's pissed. He's like, "Yo, bro, <laughs> that's not cool, bro. This is a this is a twenty thousand dollar van." It's a brand new van. And I was like, sorry, dude. Sucks to be you. Like, we were in that mode. Yeah, up. so I think that they had actually, they're, they're a bunch of litter bugs, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, yeah. They had left this giant bag of trash on our, on our, our van. Hood. Yeah, and you were like, hey, can you uh, can you pick up that trash that we left behind? Because <laughs> <laughs> we threw the Roman candles after, at them afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Bryce let you have it, and then we were like, uh-oh. Yeah, we we're like, oh, they're, gosh, what a they're buzz. Pissed. What they're a buzz pissed. Kill. Yeah, uh, so then we ended up staying at a Walmart with them that night. Yeah. He was the only one who was mad. Yeah, and it smoothed over. You know, we said we were sorry, but we were like, it's cool. It's cool. It's just like, man, this is like, 
$20,000 van. Yeah, you had to keep explaining. We're like, we yeah, get it. $20,000 van. Oh, we had funny. this one cable. <laughs> one cable that went out in our van and, dude, it, it fucking wrecked our transmission. <laughs> I don't swear, but unless I'm doing quotes, but oh anyways, my god, uh, yeah, it was, it was, dude, it was funny. yeah, that was so funny. the rest of the tour, we're like twenty thousand dollar van. We yeah. doing this is a twenty thousand dollar van. We still use that. We still use when that. we're like making fun of like because our van, we have like decals on the side, like shark mouths and yep. stuff. It's like twenty thousand dollar van, man. Yeah, don't dude. touch it. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was one of our. That was a good firework. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of a lot more stories of just shooting Roman candles off going down the. Actually, the last tour we were, uh, I was shooting Roman candles out while we were driving. And there was a car coming. And also, everything we're saying right now may or may not be true. Accurate. In case any police are watching. Yes. <laughs> we don't. We abide by all of the rules. Yeah. This is comedy. Yes. This anyway. is. Hypothetical. Hypothetically, what was that story that you made up? I was shooting, and then we came up over a hill, and there was a car, and I was like, just shooting <laughs> off into a forest. <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to shoot a $20,000 car. <laughs> I can't scratch the paint. Dude, oh, I love how crazy you get on the 4th of July. Because yeah, I've a, never been a fireworks I've kid. I've always been. I used, to get my, I used to get in trouble so much <laughs> for playing with matches and, and lighters and stuff like that. Oh, that's Which, hilarious. awkwardly enough, like, my house got halfway burned down oh. because somebody else. I'd never even burned anything down, but somebody else. But my dad would always yell at me, like, you're going to burn the house down. Because I used to go around, I'd light every single candle in the house. <laughs> I don't Just because you liked lighting stuff? Yeah, I don't know why, but I was obsessed with that. That's I, so funny. You actually were obsessed. Yeah, I really was. It <laughs> <laughs> was a loud burp. Bless you. My bad. Um, but yeah, I would play with, I'd make torches with, uh, like, duct tape and, like, cloth. And I would, like... Soak them in gas, and I would throw them and stuff. Oh like my that. gosh! That, well, that kind of reminds me of how we had to make all those torches. Yeah, we did for our that. driving out music yeah. video. Yeah. I can't watch that video anymore. Yeah, isn't that crazy how that works? I can't listen to that music anymore. Oh man, yeah, it's hard to listen to old stuff. It's really hard. But, but we're uh, we're writing a new record. We are right yeah. now. You're um. So it's cool because this time, I got to write some riffs. Some big riffs. Some big daddy riffs. So I, I sent you some riffs, you had riffs, and you're like, you're the structure guy. Yeah. You're, I mean, that's your job, though. You're a producer. Yeah. Full right. time. Mm -hmm. So what's like, how is everything feeling right now? Because I've only heard rough stuff because you... Sure. Um, I mean, it's really hard for me. I have to sit on material that I write for a very long time before I decide if I like it or not. And I've already tossed a couple song ideas because it just wasn't feeling right. Um, but... And everything is very, very bare. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the first thing I do when I get home is I have to like add, start adding bass to stuff. So and still, until stuff really starts coming together, I always feel kind of a little like nervous about it. But overall, I feel pretty good about it. This record's going to be a little bit lighter. Um, than, Which I'm stoked about. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that too much because we don't want to give away too much yet. But um, yeah, It's not so like we're like completely changing anything. Yeah, either. for sure. It's, de it's definitely still Earth Grounds. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about it. I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about it. We're definitely doing a little more structured stuff than we've done in the past, which is cool. Um, the next record might not be as structured. We'll kind of see. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because we kind of have some rough ideas for record three and four. Yes. And this like, is three, next one four, yeah. So they'll, they'll kind of coincide with each other. We want them to kind of like be cohesive and tell like a story. Yeah. So be connected. And I think that's really cool because so I had Jesse Cash on the last episode and we talked about how like a full length album, in his opinion, he f- sees it as like this like time piece, like something yeah. that's like it feels bigger than mm-hmm. just an EP. And I agree with what he's saying, but also I really like EPs because, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the music industry is right now, le- I mean, let's just talk about pop for a little bit. Like, sure. pop music is like singles. Singles only. Singles only. And then like after, what is it, a year or two of singles, like they'll just be like, okay, here's an album. And it's all the singles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's, that's per- that. So I feel like, and since everything is going to streaming, People just go to Spotify and it doesn't even necessarily matter your albums because you can just hit play all and it'll stream through everything or it'll play whatever is the top like five, you know, and it doesn't matter which record it's from. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't it seems like with the industry, the way things are going, it seems like records aren't necessarily as important as they used to be like one composition. I mean, it's still, you can still be arty and everything like that. And I love writing a cool EP front to back, but it doesn't seem like it matters quite as much. Uh, it, like having, you know, real, oh yeah, on this, you know, this record or whatever. Now it's just content in, in general. Yeah. So we can release more often. And Cause we're going to do EPs every single year. Every single year. Yep. So we can release more. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's less about, um, you know, having records and it's more about being relevant yeah is honestly consistent yeah relevant and consistent i think that's and maybe maybe i'm totally wrong maybe we're just screwing ourselves and we're gonna die in a few yeah who knows fiery it could totally we could totally be doing it wrong but i think it's cool that we're trying to be ahead of the curve yeah i mean and when we we brought this idea to the label uh and kind of like we want to be an ep band yeah, like hesitant. Like, yeah, and and they were all about it. Like, he like I love the idea, so they're about it, you know. Um, and maybe it's just because it's something different than what everybody else is doing, but I don't and know. And it's kind of like a guinea pig thing too for a label, because yeah, I mean labels. I feel like labels are kind of in a weird place. They they definitely because labels make money from CD sales. Yeah, and now it's everything is Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of a fun test. Yeah, the whole the. I mean, the whole industry is changing, so it's just like, it's like if you want to be successful, successful, you just have to be able to change with it, you know, and yeah. be smart about how you change with it, you know. And I think that's the struggle of like, you know, being successful in, you know, the the music industry, especially in today's day. But. Yeah, one thing. So I liked how on the most recent record we put out last year, Rahab, mm-hmm. five track EP. It's cool. So on Spotify, every single is just it's it's an individual song. Right. But if you buy a physical copy of the CD, every song flows together yes. as one big piece. Yep. Which is kind of cool. I like that cuz it it makes a physical copy still worth it. Yeah. Cuz you can get a, an individual experience from that. Pop it into your car or your system at home and you get this big flowy piece. Right. Yep. If you just want to throw a song in a playlist, it's not going to like cut off weird yeah. or anything. Yeah, for sure. So I had to bounce two different masters and stuff. So that's kind of a cool so. a cool way to, to keep 
CDs fresh still. I yeah. still don't know how long CDs are going to be around. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing that it's like how I even asked Adam from Salt State that I was like, how much longer should we be touring with CDs? Because yeah. we, you know, it seems like every tour is less and less. Maybe because people don't like us anymore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that could be true. But uh, yeah, so it's it's just weird. Because people don't really buy records, but I mean, it's nice because well, some people like to have a physical copy. There's still old school guys out there, and but the nice thing is, is like if they take something away from that concert, it's something to remember that concert by. Yeah. Every time they, you know, hopefully every time they put that record into their CD player, I just put said put a record into a <laughs> CD player. <laughs> but anyways, anytime they they play that record, you know. That CD, they'll like maybe they'll think about that time that they saw us and got to hang out with us at that show. It's kind of like a moment. What is that word? Memento. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Moment. Momenta. Special name. A special thing. Yeah. But yeah, I so, th- I don't know. I think it'd be cool if we do go with the idea of making our next two EPs kind of a cohesive idea. It'd be cool if after the fourth EP comes out, um, if we did. A vinyl yeah. cut of both together. Yeah, one on one side, one on the other side. And somehow, I think that's we did talk about that. I think. I we'll think see. that'd be so cool, and yeah. then have the artwork kind of melded together, or whatever mm-hmm. we decide to do with artwork or anything. Yeah, but I think that could be a another cool way to just like keep things fresh. Yeah, I think I think that's a really cool idea. I think we should. Because then for they that. still get like there's like if you're gonna pay for an, a vinyl, you probably don't want just five songs. Right. So it'd be cool to. I mean, some people do. Yeah. You know, we'll We've see. had a lot of people ask for it. So, And we hope to, if, for those that are watching and want vinyl, we're hoping to get that sometime, get some vinyls out. We yeah. don't have any vinyls yet. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I would like to have one Yeah, of each. Yeah, be it would be sweet, just, just to have cool to ha- hang on the wall, man. Because right yeah. now all I have hanging on my wall is... Dead dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have really anything hanging on my wall, actually. I just farted a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Good thing we're outdoors. Yeah. Dude, can we talk about your divorce? Sure. Because I feel like... Let's chat about it. <laughs> Let's have a cash tack. No, you're at the point where you can... You, I mean, you've been open about it, though, for a long time. Yeah. But the your divorce was kind of one of the sparks that started the fire that is Earth Groans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the momentum behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you talk about it first so that you can share whatever you'd like to share. Sure. And then we can talk about it. So maybe just talk yeah. about whatever you want to say about what happened and then how that led into, like, Earthgrown stuff. Sure. Don't get married. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> get married. It's awesome. I actually, uh, on that note, I'll say that I was married for five and a half years, and those were five and a half amazing years. Um, and I would never take any of that back for those people that say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have wasted the time. Um, I, I loved those years that I, that I was married and they were, they were incredible. Uh, the years I got to spend with her, even before we were married, uh, was awesome. So we were together for about three years, uh, married, um, after that for five and a half years. So together close to nine ish years Mm -hmm. or so that we spent together. Um, but yeah, just kind of a freak thing, man. She just, uh, she kind of freaked out and, she met somebody and had an affair and then out of nowhere uh kind of left me for him and uh that's crazy that was absolutely the hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my life absolutely and I will say that 
I grew a lot through that time. Um, and like through, through that suffering, I mean, I've, I've become, I, I don't know if I want to say a better person, but like, I definitely like, it made me, anytime you have something big like that happening in your life, you reevaluate things, you know, somebody dies or something big and catastrophic like that happens in your life, you reevaluate everything. And some of the stuff that isn't important falls to the wayside and it's good for us. Yeah. You know, you kind of trim, kind of trim those things out of your life. Um, anyways, and Part of our life and our plans was, is we were going to be, she was a photographer and I was doing this studio thing. We were going to be moving down to uh, Oklahoma to pursue in more of like an artistic, I don't know, you know, more cultured environment because we were in traditional old school uh, Scotland, South Dakota, where, I mean, our businesses, we were doing fine, but we were just, we just wanted to be more in an artistic culture, I guess. Right. So... Yeah, we had plans to move down there and uh, pursue that. And then she left a few months before we were actually going to do that. So then I was completely like, what am I doing with my life? What, yeah, what, everything what turned what do I, Yeah, down. literally everything was like completely that I thought that I had planned. For, I thought I had my life all planned and figured out what I was going to be doing. And all of that was gone. So, yeah, um, yeah and... I had always felt like I was called to do like ministry, you know, in whatever field I'd be in. So whether it's studio or, you know, uh, going on mission field, whatever, you know, uh, music, whatever it would be, I'd wanted to be pursuing ministry. And um, so I was like, man, God has gifted me and given me this heart uh, to play music and to love people in the, in the music scene. So uh, I'm going to try either pursuing that where I'm at you know, I, it took a lot of praying and a lot of fasting to, like, be at a point where it's like, you know, God, if you want this band to work out, like, you got to help me out here because <laughs> I don't know how, how I'm going to make that work here in South Dakota. And But he did, and like, and everything just kind of fell together so easily. Like, I've been in a lot of bands and nothing was as easy. So I feel like I believe that God totally had a, a hand in, like, preparing... I'm not saying that he made Jenny leave or anything like that, um, but I do believe that God always works through everything for the best of like His glory, even the bad, the bad crap that happens. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I believe He takes every situation and will and will pull good good out of it. Um, and I think that out of my divorce came, you know, Earthgrounds, which has been one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. So, yeah, it's so weird. I still remember exactly where I was when you called me and told me what happened. Yeah, because I think at that time we we were planning things, right? Which well, like uh, we were doing things? Type A alert stuff. This is before before oh Earthgrounds had started. Yeah, so I was doing oh. the Type A alert record. Yeah, so you were mixing and mastering my old band's record, the full length. Yeah, I was in college, and I was at Applebee's with friends, and you called me. I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta go outside." Mm-hmm. So I went outside and answered the phone. You told me, and I was like, "Holy crap, this yeah. is insane!" And I think you told me something like what happened, and then you were like. I don't know how fast I'm gonna get the album done. Yeah, I was like, dude, don't even yeah. worry about it, was, it right now. Yeah, I was in all sorts of messed up. And then, yeah, I remember we we had this one song. I think it's still my like looking back at that album that my old band did. We had one song called Meaningless, and mm-hmm. it was like a really chill song. And mm-hmm. I remember you made a post about it or something, and oh, said, "I bawled my eyes out over that song." Yeah, it's, you said something like that, and it made me bawl my eyes yeah. out just reading it. I was like, oh, it's so cool how. Like music, like even though my old band like didn't do anything, yeah, like, that music still spoke to me in the moment where I was. And you, you were know? like 
bringing it to life, like yeah. in a studio. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, it's really cool how that works. And then and just like how powerful music is in itself. And I totally like I believe that music had had helped heal me through everything that I went through. You know, in some of our lyrics I get to write about some of the stuff and you know, um not not s- just like specifically with my divorce, but just like things that I've been through and everything and I have been able to be healed, you know, through some of that. So it's incredible. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, music is is powerful. I've definitely relied on it heavily mm-hmm. in times like for healing. Mm-hmm. And I know like d- I've never gone through anything like what you've gone through, mm-hmm. but um, there's definitely been times like in the life of Earthgrounds that I've gone through really crappy stuff, mm-hmm. and just being on stage playing music right. was like, oh my gosh, like this 20 minutes out of my day like got me through, made me feel something yeah. positive. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. How, like, it is restoring yeah. in ways, yeah, Re- re-energizing and whatever. And it's cool, like it's... Uh, we play a style of music that's very unpopular, mm-hmm. very aggressive and angry sounding. Yeah. But it, like, brings me so much joy. Right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's crazy. Our music is, like, the loudest possible guitar sounds, slamming on drums and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> There's no singing. And, like, to me, like, some of it, it, it's, like, straight-up worship lyrics. Yeah. So it's funny because I've had I've had this one older lady that has followed me on some social media. She messaged me, she's like, have you ever thought about doing worship music? Because I've read your lyrics and they're very much like contemporary worship songs. Like, mm-hmm. well, this is worship to me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's, and I had to explain that. And I understand that people don't always get that. But, like, yeah, like it doesn't, the Bible doesn't like say this is exactly what worship is going to be. You yeah. know? He doesn't like paint that picture. I think I've heard somebody else, uh, I heard this quote from somebody that, one of the biggest forms of worship is just use the gifts that God has blessed you with. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, like just just going to work in my studio all day, um, even if it's a project I don't want to be working on, depending where my heart is, it can be it can be worship. You mm-hmm. know? And I feel like I I like that even in our band, all of us are in different places spiritually, mm-hmm. even like different than where we started four years ago. Yeah. And uh it's cool because, like, the music we make isn't, it's not made for, to be played in a church, you know? Right. And so it's like, even if you're not a Christian, like, you can enjoy this in a different way and, and like, none of us are going to say you have to be something. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, there's definitely, like, positive message that people can take away, even if they don't believe in God, they don't believe in Christ or whatever, you know, um, they can still take a pull take away a positive message or something uplifting from our music so yeah i i did a research or a, i some sort of paper in college that was comparing the heavy music scene to the church got comparing and contrasting mm-hmm. and i i don't even remember all of this is like randomly coming to my head yeah, so it's, that's really it's, cool it's spotty but I basically... Is there spark notes? I'd love to get it. Yeah, get it's probably online. On it was a big paper. <laughs> it blew up on spark notes. But it, basically, I just talked about how the heavy music community, like, there's definitely, like, some violence and stuff in it, too. But there's a lot of good. Like, Very. for instance, people, like, taking care of us, taking us in. Yeah. So I wrote this paper from the perspective of being on tour in a poor band. Like, we had nothing. No money, no food. And like experiencing people taking us in, even though they weren't Christians or whatever, and how like I thought that's how the 
American church should be more yes. like. It's like no, no, stop asking people what they believe before you love them. Right. Like who, who cares? Like we're all just humans. Just meet us or meet people where they're at. Yeah, and just love them. Take care yeah. of each other. And I don't know. That's what I love that about because God that God doesn't like come to a person and be like. All right, well, what you know? Show me <laughs> what you're doing with your life before I decide I'm gonna love you. You know, yeah, we have a show me your a, sins before I'm gonna love you or whatever. You know, yeah, it's like I feel like the American opinion of Jesus is is a lot different, and it's made me freaking struggle so much with beliefs because I used to be like just so straight up like traditional Christian, like no doubts in my mind, but mm. I also never questioned anything. Mm-hmm. And then going like getting raised in like this weird Pentecostal setting, and then going to this even evangelical is that how you say it? yeah evangelical yeah. christian college like finally made me be like what the friggin heck do i believe in and so i'm still going through all that right now but it's been nice to just be in this setting in a place where i'm not judged still playing music that some people are worshiping to and mm-hmm. some people are throwing down to yeah it's like that's i love it yeah it feels like freedom for sure which is i don't know super cool yep so i guess we'll keep going I'm got nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do got to roast some weenies. We got to roast some weenies, blow somebody up, some bottle rockets, <laughs> blow some bottle stuff. rockets out of a bum crack. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, cool. Yeah, I feel good about this. Sweet. That was this good. has been good. This has been. I think it might be the kombucha. It's got to be the kombucha. Got my gir- my guts feeling good. Dude, yeah, we've been drinking some kombucha on this tour, and it makes my guts feel so dang good. So. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we Let's talk about women? <laughs> oh, actually, that was one thing I was going to mention. I thought it was women? really yeah. Just I was just going to mention women. <laughs> Congratulations, women! You've been mentioned. No, um, I was going to say I thought it was really cool that after you got you went through your divorce and everything, mm-hmm. you didn't just like run to girls yeah. and like sex and all that stuff mm-hmm. as like. Because that's, I feel like that's something that I would probably do if I was married and I would like, I feel like a lot of people, we, we do that to cope. Yeah. There's a there's lot kinda, of coping just mechanisms. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, there's a so lot much. of bad ones, but I was, that was something that I definitely tried to focus on the most is not, you know, I was trying to get myself into the word and, and like around good people instead of turning to that, that stuff because I knew just like how bad that you know that would be in that time yeah. for me you know and what kind of path that could take me into yeah and so. it's cool cuz you didn't end up using and abusing anybody right you just went through the crap yeah and got refined mm-hmm. and now you're like you seem like happy I'm gold baby you're just straight <laughs> gold brother if i cut you open you'd be made of gold gold that's so cool yeah. um so yeah and then your other thing is you're a, you're a full-time audio engineer Yes. How are you feeling about that? Do you want to? Is that something you want to do forever? Yeah, I mean, and like, what I want to do forever? I don't know what I want to do forever. Yeah, I it's mean, like, that's a dumb question, kind of. No, but it's it, it's something that like I've been thinking about for the last few years. Like, it's crazy. Like after going through that divorce and like everything literally changing in my life overnight, <laughs> I don't know like what I'm gonna be doing. Like it's you know all like what I thought I had planned out for like that I was doing for like eight years changed overnight so it's hard to make plans and i you know it's hard to know what i want to be doing um so i'm trying to take it just like you know day by day um but uh for right now i'm i'm very content with where i'm at and it's taken me 
a while to get there. You know, finding contentment in America is really hard. Um, I think just finding contentment at all is just it's 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 complicated. So I'm content with where things are right now, um, and uh, where I'm what I'm gonna be doing, what I want to be doing in the next years to come. Not 100% sure. I do love doing audio, and I'm sure I'll be doing it for more longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to live in Scotland, South Dakota. We talked about this earlier on this tour, but I won't live in Scotland, South Dakota forever. I, gosh, <laughs> Thank I God. hope I don't. That would be so sad. That would be pretty rough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I love – I'm very, very blessed because I get to record bands. I get to make music. I get to record music. I get to make art every day of my life, whether it's playing music or recording music. So yeah. that's all I've ever wanted to do. Um, when I was young and I was making life goals, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. <laughs> I wanted to be a foot- professional football player. And I already did all that. Yeah, you got really close to those, kind of accomplished those yeah, early on. Yeah, free throw on. champ. I wanted you, to do that. Yeah, you were the actually the free throw champ. I was the free throw champ of South Dakota back in like 2003. Two, three, or yeah, something like that. and that's all we need to say about that. Sick, Brack. Um, but yeah, I. But for real though, I wanted all my only goals I really had was I wanted to be in a band on uh, Solid State Records, <coughs> and that's not even that's not even a joke. I, I honestly that was like a, a goal of mine was Me just too. to be was just to be in a band on a, on a sweet record label and then own my own recording studio. And besides that, I didn't really make any other goals. So. Um, don't know if I'll do recording studio forever because it it can be really hard and it can burn you out. Um, and there are some days where it kind of feels like a job, and I don't want it to just feel. I don't want it to just feel like a job because it, art is too awesome yeah. for it to just be a job. You mm-hmm. know, I want it to be part of my soul, and and uh, so yeah, I don't know if I'll do it forever, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Um, I mean, it's just awesome. I get to hang out with really cool people and make really cool records yeah yeah and even if they aren't cool records i get to hang out with cool people making art i like it even if they're just stoked on it and nobody else is like that's that's awesome yeah i've been kind of like feeling similar about videos where it's just so my favorite things to do are make videos and play music yeah and i love that because they can work together really mm-hmm. well yep. and then also if i'm at home just working on client work and hating myself I can just when we go on tour, it's like oh, I'm set free for a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, but it is nice to have an interest in two different worlds. Yes, like that. Whereas you're kind of like surrounded by music and heavy music. It seems like all the time. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe if you move to Nashville or somewhere else or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe you'll figure out something else to kind of like. I don't know. I feel like it's good to have two things. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I love I love other forms of art. I love painting. I don't do it very much anymore because I haven't had time for it. But I love painting. I love playing music, um, you know, and I love working with my hands and just doing other, doing a lot of things, you know. Um, and so maybe, but I also just love being around people. So maybe somewhere along my life, I will do something else. If I do move, we talked about this, but if I move, I feel like I won't do studio stuff anymore. I don't know how. You'd have to own a building, yeah. which is way more expensive in other places. Yeah, see, I can't, I don't feel like I could go from where I'm at now, because f- my studio is, like, I like my studio. I love my studio. I love working in my own space, having my own things. I don't think I'd go and work in somebody else's studio or have to, I couldn't afford to build a new studio. 
yeah. you know, if I moved to Nashville or something like that. I couldn't afford that. So I would have to work in somebody else's studio, and I don't know if I could enjoy it as much mm-hmm. as I do right now. Of having your own Yeah, so space. who knows? Maybe I'll move and do something completely different with my life. Want to work for me? Sure. <laughs> Sheffield Creative. I'll pay you a corn chip and a raisin bran box. Hey, I'm down with that. That's crazy, dude. That's awesome. We'll see. We'll just have to see where things go. Yeah, dude. We'll see where things go. We're trying to... I think you're pretty good at this, and I suck at it, but I'm just trying to enjoy the journey. Like, playing... Like, last night's show was really hard to get through. Mm-hmm. There was, like, five people watching us. Maybe not even. Yeah, it was... But it's still, like... For me, I guess, it, you just, like... I've been, one thing I've been, that was a whole lot of mush right there. <laughs> Go for it, dude. This Gears is, are turning, baby. This podcast is all about mushertons. Yes. Um, but one thing that I've been doing in my life is really focusing on perspective. And I think that's like one way of like choosing to be happy is your perspective of the situation that you're in. You know, perspective and circumstance equals your experience. So those two things, like having what your perspective is in your circumstance will determine what your experience is in life. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Um, so I think having, choosing that, what to have the correct or to have a positive perspective, you know, you control your perspective. Just having a positive outlook and such, no matter what your circumstance is, will make just for a good experience. I mean, you don't get that day back. So if you want to choose to be miserable through your circumstances, then you're going to be miserable in life. Not saying that's about that about you, but right. just in, in general No, but people, it does apply to me. Yeah. Um, so just like figuring, finding whatever positive, just focusing, even if there's one positive thing in a, in a sea of a, of a thousand negative things, you got that one positive thing that you can focus on. Yeah. And that's where your perspective's at, you know? I love that. So... That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it, you got to have a healthy balance of like not ignoring the negatives. Sure. Co- like handling them well. Yeah. But also like staying Because you learn focused. from those negatives and such too. Yeah. You know. But and there's going to be poopy days here and there, but yeah, like you said for sure. like looking and I get, for something. I do get stressed out like when our alternator went out. I get stressed out about that kind of stuff. But our pr- like everything went so well that day. Okay, yeah. So we're in Atlanta. On our way to Atlanta. On our way to Atlanta, we find out our alternator's out. The red light comes out, comes on on our dashboard, and I was like, oh, frick, that probably means our alternator's coming Which out. means we only have the battery life left to, to drive. Yeah, because that's It's not charging. It. Yes, not charging anymore. So we're like, okay, we just, please let us make it to Atlanta. We make it to Atlanta, we're like freaking out, it's awesome. And then on the way there, I was just like casually talking to my friend Kevin Johnson, awesome video baby boy great dude great boy and um just in the background he had been talking to a group of guys like his close friends and they raised like what was that four or five hundred bucks three hundred some fifty dollars or something yeah it was like almost the exact amount at first yeah it was they had three hundred dollars and then i went to the when i got the stuff at the parts store it was yeah almost like exactly three hundred dollars for the alternator and the tools that we needed yeah and we ended up, me and you changed it. Yeah. We had like a rusty bolt that we had to it deal with. It was brutal. It was, it was really brutal. Hard. I'm not mechanical by any means, but luckily my brother is, and he walked us through it. On the phone, yeah. Yeah. So we like get the new alternator in the van, go over to the stage, like play. Yeah, right we had like after. 20 minutes, but for me, that was like That's not, not enough, enough time. time. And it was definitely a hard set to get through because it's like we didn't have that time to relax, chill, prep for the show. Yeah. But we got through it, and we had a van to drive home in. Like, yeah, it, 
I love that. That kind of stuff is awesome. Yeah. And that Amazing. only, I feel like things like that only happen on tour when you're in a, with a group of guys and you're poor and it's like things just happen. Yeah. It's so weird. We've had a lot of stories like a that. A lot of like just blessings from other people, from God, you know, everything. It's been incredible. That's crazy. Dude, thank you so much for coming on Dude, yeah. the show. I, I didn't say it when, when it happened, but at one point you said, so you said, help me out here. Like, you were telling a story, and you are like, help me out here in the story that you're saying. Oh! And I was like, dude! Because that's the, that's the name of the podcast. That's why. Get it? Thanks for being on the show. Dude, yeah. Let's go roast. Thanks for having me on, so, man. <laughs> thanks for traveling with me. Yeah. Let's go roast some weenies and launch some fire crackies. Let's do we. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you like my stuff, consider subscribing to my channel. It would mean a whole lot to me. If you'd like your name on all of my work, access to episodes of my podcast early, or bonus episodes of my vlog, head over to patreon.com slash Zachariah Mayfield. You can support me for as little as $3 a month. That's a pretty freaking good deal.